Welcome to It's Still Happening, the only podcast created to inspire and support women who are the first in their families to break generational patterns, raise the bar, and create the life you desire and deserve through ancestral healing. I'm your host, Ash Johns. I'm an author, guide, and creative. And what I know for sure is we all have generational debris and generational superpowers within us that impact who we are, how we show up, and the quality of our lives. It's my hope that you both clear and connect with yours, experience the transformation that naturally flows as a result, and step into your power and leadership as a creational woman modeling what's possible when we heal and grow from our roots. If you've always felt called to walk your own path in life and are ready to create a ripple effect in your world, you're in perfect company. And if you've been desiring to break barriers and know that the past, present, and future are always intertwined, you found this podcast in divine timing. This is your invitation to pull up a chair and get out your notebook as I teach lessons learned and insights emerging from walking my own path of freedom. I hope to inspire you to do the same. Let's get into today's episode. All right, so welcome back to It's Still Happening podcast, y'all. This will be interesting. (laughs) I mean, what episode isn't, let's be honest. But for those of you who are listening to the regular audio recorded podcast, you don't know, but I will tell you, I'm also video recording this episode for the first time and it's going up on YouTube. So if you like to experience podcasts with seeing the person, which is basically like, I don't know, a visual podcast, then head over to my YouTube channel. I'll leave the link in the show notes so you can actually watch me swing in my outdoor office chair (laughs) as I'm looking out into the jungle and enjoying the warm breeze of South Florida's weather in this episode. So if you guys don't know, and if you're listening in real time, you will know that I took a week off just to reflect on our first month back to this season, this final season of It's Still Happening podcast. And I really enjoyed taking a little bit of pause to look at not just the data of the podcast, but also what all I have to say. There's so many different topics that we're covering that it was just beautiful to go back and actually listen to the episodes myself. If you ever, you know, notice like in season one and season two, I think I mentioned that I never go back and listen to the podcast, but this time I did. And so in listening to that, I just was like, oh my God, we have to talk about something that I haven't talked about in a while. So that's what this episode is all about. So in last episode, I walked y'all through, if you did not listen to it, I highly suggest that you go back and do so. I talked about the different phases of the healing and the empowerment journey that I know every woman goes through. Like I have not met a woman who has not moved through these different phases of empowerment, growth, self-development, self-acceptance. And the reason I was so inspired to even document that and share it is one, it's a big component of my upcoming book, Paths to Freedom. And also, I keep hearing and seeing people talking about how hard it is to break generational patterns, how hard it is to create the life of their dreams, how lonely they feel doing life differently than their mothers, their sisters, their aunties, their fathers, their family members, essentially. And I was like, gosh, this whole like loneliness, belonging, fear of being left behind or leaving people behind because you're choosing to create the life that's aligned with your soul's calling and that brings all the juice and the blessings and the joy 
back into or into your family, your lineage at a different level. And so I was like, gosh, like we really need to outline this whole situation. And in that episode, like I don't, I'm not going to recap the whole episode for y'all. So you should definitely go back and listen to it. But one of the biggest insights uh, I've witnessed in my life and also in my clients is that the beginning of that journey, most times is either, um, I want to say fueled by, inspired by, or even hindered by money, right? Either you have the money already and you're like, you know what? I love my career or I've been loving my career, but I feel very unfulfilled. And because I have some savings, because I do have a good job or I do have a trust or I do have family support, I can go and explore. I can start signing up for therapy. I can go on a sabbatical on a trip. I can go on a women's retreat. Um, I can start exploring my spirituality, you know, things like that, because you already have the financial support. Oftentimes, it's also that lack of finances is what's making you be like, you know what, I want to become an entrepreneur, I need to make more money, I'm tired of this dead end job, or feeling like I have to negotiate for raises, or feeling like as soon as I make money, it goes out. But there's a lot about our identity, our path of healing, our path of freedom, that is centered around our relationship to money, receiving it, having it, holding it, enjoying it, changing our relationship to it. And so in that episode, I talked a lot about that, especially the beginning of my journey and my career. And I want to go deeper into this today because, again, I also have talked about in a previous episode how many people have said, oh, Ash, I found your work or I know someone who worked with you and it was life changing and it was so amazing, but I can't afford to work with you right now. Or but if I pay for working with you right now, I'm afraid I won't have enough money for other things that I need and want or whatever the story may be. And I've definitely personally been there. I have paid payment plans to work with some of my most amazing elders and teachers and mentors. I've paid in full for things. I've had to, you know, pay half now and half later. I've had to do other things. So I have a whole episode devoted to that if you didn't listen to it about, I think it was episode 21 or 22. Go back and check that out. But in this, I want to go deeper into our relationship with money because it is such a crucial experience of the woman who's becoming, the empowered woman who's breaking generational patterns, who's creating what she really wants to see in her life and is the first in her family to do it in a long time, as I am and as I assume that you also are. So the journey of being resourced financially, emotionally, mentally, and community like resource is not something that we can skip over or ignore. And a lot of times we're self-resourcing and other times we do need to resource externally, especially as it relates to money. So this episode, the money audit is all about that. And I will tell you, I feel a lot of things about money. I have a lot of opinions about money, but what I know for sure is that all of us, It doesn't matter what your relationship to money looks like. It doesn't matter what your relationship with money, how it's looked in your family. This is an ongoing relationship to the energy of abundance, to the energy of currency, to the energy of provision in many different ways, right? So in fact, as I was doing some research and reflecting over all the things I know about money and what I want to share with you, I was actually listening to a podcast episode of a woman who I really like so much so that I got her book as an audiobook and listened to it and loved it. And I loved how clean and like straight to the point it was. And then 
I actually went and bought the physical book because I just wanted to have the physical. I'm more of a physical book person, but sometimes, you know, you just want to get through the audio and audio books are so easy to do that with. So anyway, I bought the audio book, I bought the real book, and then I was thinking about something that she was saying and it, it really teed up this conversation around money and even our relationship to work. And when I started looking at like her platform and like digging into a little bit more of like who she is, there was something that really stood out to me and I know it's going to resonate with you. But in it, she was talking about how hard she's worked to get to where she is and how proud she is of that. She was talking about how, you know, she's a best-selling author, which she is. She's got like a billboard in New York Times and amazing things that she's done with her life. But over and over and over again, whenever she tells her story about her books and her life, she talks about how hard she worked and how she came from a single parent home. And, you know, she worked her butt off and nothing has been given to her. It's all been earned. And you know, I get it. I came from a single family home. And she also talked about how like, yeah, she's no stranger to having a work ethic. And so many people want things without putting in the work, which let me tell you, my own mother reminds me of that. There's a lot of people who have come to me or found me on the internet who really admire what I do, but they don't see all the things that go into it. Even people that I've hired externally as a client, or even as just seeing me online, they're like, oh my God, and I loved your email sequence. And I loved your videos. And but then when it's like time to actually work in the business, they're like, oh my God, you make it look so easy or your team's made it look so easy. How do you guys work like this? Again, we don't work really hard, but I'll get back to that in a second. <laughs> Let's get back on this. And like a year ago, if I would have came across this particular author's platform and listened to what she was saying about working hard and coming from a background and like putting your all into it. And I wouldn't even use the word like grind, but just like, in it you know what I mean like in it I know how to make something happen from my effort I would have been like nodding my head I would have been like amen sister with my hands you know what I mean like because again I do come from a lineage of hard-working women I do come from people who appreciated putting in the work in order to receive what you want or to create what you want doing like this makes me think of Doggett from Orange is the New Black right like praise God yes hard work amen you know but today, I am not doing that. I'm not celebrating the hard work. Um, and I'm not shaming her or anybody else who is still putting their work ethic on a pedestal. Like, because I worked hard, I'm going to keep centering my hard work. I'm just not doing that anymore. And I want to talk about that in the context of receiving money. I don't want to work hard anymore. I don't want to overwork hard to receive money ever again in my life. I walked away from that in my career. And I am now transforming that in my business. And again, that does not mean to say we don't appreciate the effort that we put in and what it has created in our lives. But what I know for sure is that the effort and the work that I did in the past to get me where I wanted to go is not going to get me to where I want to go next, right? My next evolution is not work ethic. It actually is about trust and allowing, right? And collaboration and believing and more about the energetics and the alignment than pure strength and effort. Now, that does not mean that I don't show up in ways that are considered work. Like, obviously, I wrote the script, the things that I wanted to cover in this episode. You know, I had to set up and like look at how I wanted to do my outdoor office for this particular video episode. And you have to do things like check your bookkeeping and like, you know, write things, talk to your team about things. Like, yes, there is work. But those like late nights, it's never enough pushing, grinding, giving your all, being depleted, 
again, constantly looking for something to solve. It's just a no for me. And what I've started to see over and over again is that there is a synonymous relationship, again, because I truly believe it's because we're American. I'm American. Some of you listening may not be. But the Western approach to money only comes from hard work is a spell that's over us. It is. Now, I'm not saying you can just lay on your back and be lazy and have no creativity or no doing anything, just be a couch potato and you're going to have buku thousands of dollars falling into your bank account. Obviously not. But there is an in-between here that when you're in aligned action and you're doing things out of creativity, out of love, out of inspiration, out of curiosity, out of bringing two things together to make something new, you could say innovation, right? That that is the wellspring of receiving the finance and the meaning in your life that you want to receive as opposed to it being from I worked hard and now I get to receive money. So it's a no to me to being, you know, breaking your back to receive money. I'm not forcing, I'm not struggling, I'm not sweating, I'm not pushing, I'm no longer coercing <laughs> or trying to do anything anymore. I am going back to being straight up ash in my creativity, in my essence, and allowing that to be the driver of my business. And that's like a very radical thing to say. Like, really, we've got like Kim Kardashian, what, a year ago was like, what, what was that interview that got like so much pushback and like ridicule where she was like, work hard, tell them to get off their asses and work hard or whatever. And everyone was like flipping out. I mean, I, there's so many to unpack, so much to unpack in that too, because it's like, yeah, there's a lot of people who don't want to sacrifice the things that are necessary in order to receive something. But at the same time, there's a lot of people who are working very, very hard and not receiving what they want and what they deserve. So it's not really about effort. It is about aligned action to me. As I said, I come from women who have worked really hard, who found a way. My fiance gave me like the worst compliment ever once where he was like, you always work hard. You never give up. And I was like, oh my God, bro, but I want to stop working hard. Like I don't want to keep going. But it is true. Like sometimes we are celebrating our resiliency and we're celebrating stuff that depletes us. We're celebrating stuff that actually isn't good for us. In fact, I wish I would have came to this conclusion in my life and in my business three years ago, you know, that I could do less in a more inspired, authentic, loving, easeful way. And I would receive everything that I want still, you know, as opposed to having to deplete myself again, having adrenal fatigue, feeling uninspired, like we can cut that cycle right? And that is an inherited cycle, by the way, that is an ancestral cycle of survival of wounds, right? Of if I work hard, then I get to receive, I get to receive no matter what I do, how I do it and the energy that I do it in and the energy that I am cultivating in myself is what allows me to be more magnetic and more aligned and more prosperous and more abundant and more attractive to any and everything that I want, whether that is money, a particular relationship an opportunity, new friends, whatever it might be, right? Even your body, I think there was a science, scientific experiment that showed like the energy of positivity help people like burn more calories and get aligned to their weight loss goals faster as opposed to like being negative and beating yourself up and like feeling like you have to keep running on the treadmill and you have to do all the things. You could be doing all the things, but if your mind, body, energy, spirit connection isn't there, the body won't let go, right? The body also won't receive. So yeah. 
It's a big, bold statement, but I absolutely mean it. And I'm glad that I'm saying it because I want to give you permission to explore if this is a shift that you also need to actually be making, not just liking the posts on social media. Again, I'm not trying to shit on us or, you know, knock social media, but I do feel like we are consuming so much information and quotes and ideas but are struggling to step into it, apply it, or embody it in our real lives, which is what I'm here for, right? So hard work has gotten me very, very, very far in my past. It's gotten me to where I am today, arguably, but truthfully. But it is not what's going to get me to my next level in life. It's not going to get me to the lifestyle that I am now creating, the next challenge, if you will, of how I want to exist in this world. It just isn't. It isn't about the effort. But I do believe the beginning of our paths do require something like that. Like in order to break through those spells and those patterns of a stagnation, you have to apply some effort. But then as soon as you do apply effort and you understand what you're capable of, we need to move into the trusting and the allowing and the beingness. So what is going to get me to my next level? Alignment, being open, staying creative, never leaving myself. Emphasis on that last one. Because if there's anything I have learned about myself in this journey, and I'm talking about like right now, relearning again, deepening in the understanding and the wisdom here, is that I used to leave myself, abandon myself every time when it came to money or men. And it didn't look like it externally. Like my energetic vibration is very wealthy. People meet me and already think I'm a multimillionaire. I'm not yet, right? Or when I'm out around men or they're attracted to me, they would always be like, oh man, she's different. She's like high end. She's going to be a tough one. She's high maintenance or whatever it might be. However, internally, I would feel empty, depleted, scarce, like nervous. Like if I don't show up a certain way, I will not receive the money. If I don't stay on top of myself, that man is going to take advantage of me, right? And we'll get into relationships and men and healing ancestral patterns around the masculine and men on another episode. But it was always this like abandonment of myself, abandonment of my heart, abandonment of my trust, abandonment of my actual desires relating to money, just like leaving myself. Like, let me give you an example. I remember sitting down, doing some work one night and I needed to stop. Like it was time for me to hydrate. It was time for me to eat. It was time for me to stretch my body. It was time for me to go out on a walk, let go of the work for the day and come back to myself and be with me. And that was not happening. My mind kept saying like screaming, like stop working, stop doing, like come back to me, come back to your body, come back to this moment. And I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't. I was just like, wait, five more minutes five more minutes. I had given all my energy and all my time to the work, to the business at the time and didn't see it. And I'm like, bitch, you have to go to the bathroom. Like you have to pee. Like You need to feed yourself. You need to take care of yourself. And here you are trying to squeeze another 32 minutes of work, right? And next thing you know, it goes an hour. So I have completely depleted myself, walked away from myself, not cared about myself in the name of work, in the name of business of money, receiving money. And I just don't do that anymore. You know, and this, again, from like a behavioral perspective, you can say set a timer, take a break, like set your day up for blocks and make sure you block in for lunch, like all of those tactical, tangible behavior change habit trackers, that's cool. And it'll help you become aware of your habits. But 
if your wound, if your deep ancestral programming, if your deepest belief system in your own life and in your whole lineage is that you will only receive money by being present and hardworking in your work, those changes are only surface level because energetically and embedded in your whole being is that you are not going to be wealthy without effort. So we have to go and heal and transform that energetic and that belief in order to change your relationship to work, in order to change your relationship to money. So some of these money mindset programs and things like that or money mindset gurus, and I'm not going to knock them, they're helping you affirm what you want with money, but they're not usually looking at all the different ways you can receive money or changing your relationship with the work so that you can receive money in any way, right? You're like, just focus on the money, but there's a whole relationship of working and money that we have in this, in our Western society, especially in this country, in the United States. So yeah. This is what I'm teaching and guiding the women inside of Elevate Mastermind. It's my six slash nine month, <laughs> you have an option, um, mastermind that I hold every single year. And it's really amazing to see how your desires, money, for example, are so interconnected to other and embedded to other survival mechanisms, things that you didn't even imagine. Like, do I even believe I can hold on to money and hold money? What does it mean to be the first woman in my family who is a millionaire, you know, in a long ass time? But this is also what I'm teaching inside of the old money course. So a lot of you have asked me over the years if I would ever teach about money, if I would ever teach about currency, abundance and building generational wealth. And I was like, eh, I don't know. Like it's always a component of the work that we do when I do ancestral healing work. And when you're working on creating the life that you want, we always talk about money and scarcity and looking at your relationship and patterns to those things. So I didn't ever think about having a separate course for it, like a, you know, a specific a la carte, but it just feels right now to have it. So I'm calling it the old money course. And it's such a good name, right? Because we're literally talking about your old money patterns, not just your own, but those that you've inherited from your family. We're looking at how you can create old money, money that lasts long, money that is abundant, that's staying around you, that is sticking to your life, your business that you can invest and do things with and feel proud of and have a loving present relationship with instead of a fearful one. And I think it's going to be a really amazing course. If you're interested in that, definitely click the link in the show notes and get on the wait list. Um, let me know you're interested in it and you'll be the first to be notified. And if you're ready to explore right now, I highly recommend signing up for the money audit. So the money audit is only 27 bucks, but it's a beautiful guided masterclass where I take you through looking at your current relationship to money and working and start to shift that or at least bring your awareness to your relationship to money and working. So it's called the money audit. The link is in the show notes and I highly recommend you signing up for it. We've already had about 40 people go through it and I just released it last month. Um, so I think it's going to be a really fun one for you to explore. Okay, so what I most desire as it relates to work and money, right, especially if you are at the beginning of your healing, growth, woman empowerment, whole life transformation journey, or you're just deepening in it because it never stops, right? We desire to have that fine balance between effort and allowing. That's literally it. I'm not saying that we want to do nothing and receive all the money in the world. Like, I think a lot of us would get bored with that. I think a lot of us enjoy working because we enjoy creating. We enjoy, it's part of our personality, it's part of our identity, right? But the way that we've been taught to work to receive money and the way that we've been shown to effort and deplete and 
struggle and strain and have these hard and high expectations is not serving us. It's actually hurting us in general, but especially as women. It's just not that beautiful, illustrious, passionate, fun, yumminess where when you receive the money on top of creating in that energy, it feels so good. And one of my favorite examples of this is um, I remember I was doing a relaunch of Finding Your Freedom, which is one of my signature programs. And I just didn't want to launch it and offer it the way that I did before, like in the past. And I was like, gosh, like I just feel really bored. And I was like, but I also need the money. And I also want to see this program get to more people. So I think at that time we'd run it three times and we we're moving on the fourth time, fourth or fifth time running the program. And I was like, okay, like what's the creative fun way that I could like create this launch, right? And I, at the time, I think I only had like one or two team members. One was a VA assistant and one was a social media production manager, creator, person. And so um, I had heard about like private podcasts and I was like, oh, that might, that might be fun. Like what if I taught everything that's in the course in this private podcast and kind of guided people through what it's like to be in the course? Like, I don't know, that feels exciting. Like it feels like an intimate, cozy, sister girl chat training teaching, right? And it didn't feel like work. Like I created this private podcast at about a week's time launched it with a couple of social media posts, let the private podcast run for another five days and brought in like $25,000, you know? Like it wasn't about this effort and this pushing to produce. It was, wow, I've never done this before. I, I'm intrigued by it. It's a creative process. I had to like go to YouTube University and learn how to edit a podcast. and like, what's the um, software I could do. Like I did it all free. I found like one of those free music license things and like signed up and it was really fun. It was just like a fun experience. And I truly believe that it was through that aligned inspirational energy of creating that offering and creating the portal in which the money could come through. But it was the energy of how I created that portal, right? Like the private podcast energy, my enthusiasm for it, my excitement for it that allowed people to be attracted to this offer, that allowed it to penetrate through the noise and bring in that money in such a quick amount of time, right? It never felt like effort. It never felt like pushing. And so this whole thing of like, I need to make the money in order to have the spaciousness or I need to um, figure out how to make money in a way that I love. We have to look at our relationship to work in order to really get into this. And our relationship to work is way deeper than just our, a career or a degree or, you know, what we see or what we believe is from our roots. It truly is. Um, and it's one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do because, again, I used to have a lot of pride in working hard and receiving lots of money. And now I have a lot of joy and, and working in a beautiful, inspiring, joyful, you know, explorational, explorational, making up words now. That's how good I feel. <laughs> anyway, I trust money to come. It always does. I believe that I can be myself and share my wisdom and it attracts the opportunities that I desire and that I am aligned for because I'm in alignment the way that I'm creating. Everywhere I go, everything I do is a portal and an opportunity to receive money. It's a bat signal to money to come my way in the ways that it's rightful for me and the people that I'm called to serve and inspire and support. I ask for what I desire and I feel that I deserve. Like that alone is a big deal. I'm not asking for, and this is a tip for you, a lot of us are just asking for money just for the sake of like, to pay a bill or to pay an expense 
or asking for large sums of money because it would make us feel safe. But when we get down into healing our relationship with money and work, but healing our relationship with money, it's so much more than that. Like we need to be clear about how much money we want and need and for what reasons. And it can be beyond just paying for an expense. It could be beyond just, I won't have to worry. Like I want money in my life at all times because it's a blessing to me. It's a blessing to people who are around me. It provides for a lifestyle that is regenerative and abundant and overflowing. And that means that I am free to move around and share my goodness without restriction. Like that feeling is completely different to I no longer have to worry about my bills. You know what I mean? Like when we go through the money audit, it's helping you to really reframe and get into the energetics of what you desire in your relationship to resource and provision. So yeah, asking for what you desire and what you feel you deserve that alone, like it'll kick up all your stuff, like worthiness things. Like what do I deserve? <laughs> I know I deserve to be able to be my full, authentic, generous, blissful self without ever having to worry. That's what I believe. And that's what I know I deserve. And I want you to have the same thing. And I manage my energy accordingly around what I am cultivating in my life financially and experientially, right? I'm not looking to have all these energy leaks that are the antithesis, right? Or sabotage what I'm actually cultivating in my life around money and freedom. That's another gem. Anything, anything, anything I touch turns to gold. This is one of my favorite affirmations that I'm giving that to you. And it's a very personal one. I even had a vision board, like I want to say like four years ago that had this woman like touching something and it was turning to gold. It's one of my favorite sayings. I think about the ease of being in creative energy so that it creates beauty anywhere I go. Anything that I do makes that experience that much more beautiful. I mean, that's a recipe for abundance if you ask me. And you can't ask me. <laughs> Here are some things that I no longer do as it relates to my relationship to money. I don't need to demand it. I do not beg for it. I don't demand it. I don't chase unpaid payments. Some of you who are listening to this podcast, I'm calling you out with love, owe money to me. But if you notice, I have not asked for it <laughs> because I trust that it's coming when it's going to come, whether it's from you or from somewhere else. That's just how it is. I, I've noticed a lot of people, particularly in the self-help and development industries are like, you signed a contract and like, da, 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 and they're like chasing people down. And I was like, you know what? It's super shitty when people do not keep agreements and they don't address it. But I would rather you, and this is just spiritual hygiene and for my own peace, I'd rather you deal with your deficit of not paying something and not keeping your word and how that's cycling through your life over and over and over again. And I release attachment. So that is no longer my energetic vibration. Can you imagine what would happen if I believed that everyone coming to my business would lapse on a payment or wouldn't pay me and I was just working like that is like a cancer. It is. It is a cancer. It is um, something that will eat up all of your abundance if you're in that fear. And then you'll keep attracting people who do that. So, and this is not to shame anyone because, you know, again, we've all had moments where we couldn't afford something, but we really wanted to work with someone and or hard times have come or like lost our jobs or I don't know, a global pandemic happens, global pandemic, right? But like, being able to address your debts and be honest about where you are and know that you've never forgotten about it is a very powerful thing. Whether you pay it five days later, five weeks later, five months or five years, who cares, right? But owning it is very important. And as a provider and a healer and a space holder and a guide and an inspirational muse, when that happens, I'm just like, all right, something happened. 
it'll come to me whatever way it needs to and let go of it and move on. So permission to do that. Because I know sometimes that when you're an entrepreneur or you're a business owner, or even when you loan money or something to friends and when they don't pay you back, it doesn't feel good, you know? And you start to question yourself and your abundance around that. Um, I always believe that there's more where that came from or where it didn't come from, right? There's always, my money does not come and neither does yours come through only one avenue or one person. I'll do an episode on that. That's a really good one. Okay. I treat my money with respect and appreciation and trust, but I do not white knuckle it. Oh my goodness. I, I can tell you the number of my clients who have been like, I was so afraid to pay you. And then I realized I really did want to pay you and I enjoyed paying you, which is one of my favorite mantras that everyone who pays me enjoys to pay me and enjoys working with me. But they were like, that experience of knowing that I deeply wanted to work with you and that it would feel great to pay you, but still being afraid to do it was an opportunity to open up and look at what my real relationship to money is. Like I didn't realize that Ash. And again, that ends up being like a launching point of our intimate work together, that and whatever else they came into the container for. So Look at how your relationship to money already is. Are you like hesitating even though you have the money to pay for something? Are you looking at what you will not have if you spend money on something or invest in yourself in a certain way instead of looking at what you're going to gain? That's going to let you know about your consciousness and the energetic vibration of your relationship with money right off the bat, right? So while I don't white knuckle it, I also don't just go around spending it in ways that tells money that I take it for granted. Like I deeply appreciate money. I'm like, oh. I'm so glad that you're here again. Like, how would you like for me to spend? Do I actually have conversations with my money like that? Like, how would you like to be spent? How would you like to circulate in my life and in the lives of people who are connected to me by way of their services, their offers, you know? And I let money talk back to me and tell me, and I tell money what I think I want for it. And I show money the buckets that I want it to go into my life and savings and taxes and so on and so forth. So it's actually quite fun, in my opinion. So here are three things I want you to know as we get ready to wrap up this episode. There are Three reasons why your money situation isn't what you desire it to be. And of course, there's many hundreds, millions of different narratives, but it always comes down to these three things in my opinion. One is you're not aligned or expressed in your power, in your purpose, and in your calling. So you're not doing your soul aligned work. You don't really love what you're doing for a living. It's not aligned with your energetic blueprint and who you're truly called to be. And that will create a clog in you receiving money abundantly and easily. Arguably, we could say you're disconnected with who you truly are because I truly believe when we're our authentic selves, we do things that are authentic and aligned with us as an occupation. And therefore, money flows to us very easily. So look at that. Number two, you're allowing your childhood, ancestral, and cultural wounds and programs to dictate how, when, and what you receive as it relates to money. So this is those things that's like, oh, my mom always said that money is the root of all evil. Or I realize everybody in my culture, my race, if we're black, you know, we always struggle with money or we don't know money. Or a woman can't be trusted with money because my dad or my boyfriend or my husband or my brothers or whoever always had it and managed it. Whatever it might be. Oh, I'm young. And so if I have a lot of money, I'll squander it away and just blow it. Oh, I'm old. And so I don't have a lot of time to get money. Like whatever these stories are, they are what's stopping you from attracting and receiving money. The third thing is you're completely disconnected from the true essence and energy of money and need to rekindle a sacred relationship with it. 
you just don't even intimately know what money is. Sure, we've had it in our wallet. Sure, we've had it in our debit cards, our credit cards, but you haven't actually connected to the energetics of money and understand how it talks, how it moves, how it likes to be appreciated. Like it is an entity. Just like when you go to a home and you're looking for an apartment and you're feeling into the energy of the home, not just how it looks, not just the location, not just the price point, but you're looking at energetically, am I aligned with this place? Is it a place that wants to hold me? Do I see myself growing and evolving in this place? This is it or it is not it. Same way you go through that experience is similarly to money. What would it feel like to get that raise? Like, what does money feel like to me? How does money want to feel like to me? How does money talk to me? Like getting intimate with the energetics of money and for what it is itself is huge. I'll tell you guys this, when I was moving from the States to Southeast Asia, I had to attune to the energetics of the money. Not just that $1 was a million rupiah. Is that how it was? I think it was. I think it was. One US dollar was a million rupiah. Anyway, it wasn't just the conversions. Like most times we just focus on that. What is the actual monetary currency conversion? And let me do the math really quickly to understand how to use this money. But we never feel into the energetics of how this money wants to be expressed. Is it happy? Is it sad? Is it oppressed? Is it like, what is the energetics of the money? I know it sounds weird and hella woo woo, but if you sit down and hold a dollar in your hand or 50 bucks in your hand or a hundred dollar bill in your hand, or even just look at your bank account and what you have in there and tune into the energetics of that money, you will receive a lot of information. Trust me. Oftentimes, it's all three of these. You're disconnected to what you're really called to do and who you truly are. You've got a whole bunch of ancestral family, cultural wounds, baggage, beliefs, limiting things running around, and you're disconnected to money. So those are the three areas of exploration, healing, overcoming, growth, deciding what is going to be true for you in those areas that will transform your relationship to and with money. Okay, this feels good for now. I know that we're moving further into this recession. And I think that's a reason why I feel called to talk about money, teach about money, share stories about money, because everyone seems to be on this weird pause. But I want to leave you with this thought. Those who receive the most in changing times, like massive moments of change as we're in again right now, are always those who are willing to face and transmute their greatest fears into opportunities and into opportunities that they desire and they deserve. Let me say that again. The people who receive the most, who grow, who gain, who expand, who bust through barriers and create new things and become very abundant during changing times are the people who are willing to face and transmute their greatest fears into opportunities. So I want to leave you with that. If you're feeling restricted and tight and fearful about your money or about what's happening in the world, even if you don't want to admit it, even if it's like a subtle frequency, face that deal with it, climb on in. If you want to explore that, the money audit is in the show notes. I would love to have you go through this. It's about, I think it's 60 minutes of me guiding you through the audit process. It's a very powerful. And so far, everyone who's gone through it has reported back that it's been life-changing for them. So go ahead and sign up for that. I'd love to have you inside. In the meantime, 
Have a fantastic day wherever you are. I'm so glad that you tuned into this episode of It's Still Happening, whether you are listening to the podcast or watching me on the YouTubes. Lots of love to you. Bye. That's a wrap for this episode of It's Still Happening. Thank you for listening in and being a part of my journey. It means so much to me. Here's what's next. I'd love to know what you got out of this episode. So leave a review about it before you go. And afterwards, make sure that you rate, subscribe if you aren't already, and share this podcast on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Ash Inspires. And if you'd like to connect on a deeper level, check out my website and hop on my email list. All the links you need are in the show notes. Until next time, may you continue walking your unique path of freedom with conviction, courage, and compassion. I'm sending you love wherever you are.